Hey, what's going on, Detroit? First of all, let me say thank you so much to everybody supporting the ICT360 podcast, um, a podcast for the Wichita hip-hop community, past, present, and future, covering all facets, b-boying, breaking, DJing, graffiti, emceeing, everything. Of course, you can always hit us on our Twitter page, at ICT underscore 360, on our Facebook page, um, you can go like us on iTunes and check us out on SoundCloud. Um, once again, just thank you so much. The response has been great. And uh, we got a great interview for you today. First of all, I just want you to just, if, if you can, close your eyes. If you're driving, don't worry about it. Just imagine the scene. It's the late 90s. There's a party at the Cotillion. Not a concert, not a show, just a party at the Cotillion. Imagine walking in and it being packed all the way to capacity. Nothing but people, great vibe, dancing, all people there just to experience hip-hop and have a great time. Now imagine this party going on and all of a sudden hearing rapper's delight and you see a circle clearing and you've been practicing and you've been working on your moves and you can't wait to start windmilling and then across the circle you see a couple guys that you've never seen before. And as you get out and break dance and bust your moves, all of a sudden you can tell they've got their suits on. You can just tell they're getting ready to bust, and one of them does. And imagine the crowd going wild, and imagine battling for a little bit, and, uh, and then getting to know them. That was the first time I met B-Boy Pattern. That was around 1999. And I wanted to get him on the podcast to tell some of his favorite stories um, coming up in Wichita and some of his favorite b-boy stories and just man we had a good time reminiscing about everything so here he is Patrick Shippo aka b-boy pattern on ICT 360 I-C-T 360 it was pretty crazy I'm thinking when was that many nations party that was the first time I really remember seeing you and Chris was that like 99 it would have had to been, yes, Halloween Havoc. <laughs> now, see, you even remember everything. But that's right. I'll be damned. It was a Halloween party. Uh, and it was at the Cotillion. And the MCs. Uh, damn sure, right? Mr. Stinky. All the, all the heads from Kansas City. Yeah. Wow. Because I remember Mikey was there. Everybody was there. And that was like the first time that I really remember seeing you and Chris because me and Jermaine had the breakdancing crew, Infinite Wrecking Crew. That was like one of our first, first really outings. That was the first time I had ever met Chris. I actually went with Dale. You remember Dale? Dale? That's a name that I've heard in a long time. Uh, We'd went there. We'd been talking about it all week. We'd been practicing all week. We go up there, we run into Chris, because I remember going out, because it was him and uh, Chris and Dale were going. I mean, they weren't battling, but they were out there dancing. Yeah. Dale was super dope, if you remember him. If anybody remembers West, <laughs> Dale from West Side. So, so Dale's yeah. an old school cat. He used to pop and lock. Really, He could break, but he yeah. was a great pop and locker. Definitely. He used definitely. to kill it. He, um, they were going out and about dancing, so I remember hopping out. And I remember Chris, you know, Chris, big torso. (laughs) He sees me out there. He's like, man, I wish I was in Kansas City. He was like, what does that mean? You know, I'd never been up to Kansas City for much of anything else. I had to go see a Royals game and go to World's Fun. So anyways, that's the first time I ever hooked up with him. We ended up getting his number, and we would start practicing after that. 
that's how we all hooked up. Right afterwards, I think, is when we met Jose and started uh, right. MWS, Methods with Style. Me, Chris, Jose, Mikey uh, used to practice with us. Right. We tried to get him down with the crew, but he never – I don't think he was ever official in there. Yeah. So that's how it started from that. So what actually got you into breaking? I mean, because if you were like <clears throat> me, I remember thinking – Man, I'm like me and Jermaine are like, and and for the backstory, I met Jermaine. There was a friend of mine named Jermaine, and he found out I break dance, and so because I started break dancing kind of late, my senior year in North High, and I didn't think anybody else did it. I was like, man, I'm in hip hop. I used to order all these break dance videos. So I didn't think anybody else in Wichita did it. Um, so when did you actually start getting into like b boying? Uh, senior year, 1998. Uh, I uh, transferred schools. I uh, originally, you know, grew up in Wichita, but uh, where the school district was, I went to Hayesville. Okay. So just transferred over to South High, started working over at Taco Bell over on West Street. Uh, met Dale. He showed me how to, you know, he was always dancing. That, that's all he did. So he was showing me how to dance. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm a new kid. Maybe this will help, uh, you know, maybe meet some new people. As always, help meet some girls. Because, uh, you know, when you're 18 <laughs> right, years old, right. you want to meet some girls. And it just kind of faltered in from there. Um, didn't really start getting serious with it until 2000, 2001. Right. Um, so by then, you know, I'm already, you know, 20, 21 years old. Uh, so definitely a late start. You know what I mean? Because uh, definitely going through some things at that point in time, it was like, ah, this is cool. It's our, it's it's a hobby. Try to get in, into some other stuff, and then boom, took it off from there. Now, how do you think the b boy <clears throat> really fit into the hip hop culture? Because it seems like the parties back then were definitely. And when when I say a party, I'm talking about an all inclusive like hip hop culture party. Like the flyers were done by like graffiti heads. Mm-hmm. Like you would go to a party. Like I distinctly remember at the Many Nations party, um, you know them them playing regular music and then putting on like Planet Rock and and Rappers Delight, the Def Jam version, the 20th anniversary version, right, right, right. not the original, and like just seeing the circles. But it's like that. It 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 was a routine for all the elements. You know, you had MCs there, so. Um, when did you first kind of notice and start really get going out to the parties? And how did you see that, that the b-boying fit into the hip hop culture then? Um, you know, back in, back in those days, uh, when, when you talk about the nineties, I mean, it was, it was just a different period than what it, than what it is now. You right. know what I'm saying? It was, I'm not going to use the term like mainstream or even, uh, you know, underground. I mean, it, it was just kind of there because you used to see it in videos, you know, like the Run DMC, Jason Evans videos featuring, uh, yeah. you know, Cujo. It's uh, like that. <laughs> Asia and that's one, the uh, way it is. That was one of the man. first. That was kind of one of the rebirths. That was late 98. Yeah. Uh, well, even that and the um, Sway and Tech joint. Uh, Sway and with Tech. Tech. Nine, Eminem, you know, yes. uh, again, had Cujo in the video and a bunch of other heads. Um, you know, going to the parties, again, you know, learning how to dance, it was kind of... How can I fit in? Because that's, you know, kind of that's always kind of been my thing growing up is just like, OK, I know I'm different. What, just where do I fit in? And this was something that I started to happen to get passionate about. So, you know, I remember going to um, um, fat cat parties, you know, and Dilla, <laughs> <laughs> you know, over, over, uh, and, and, you know, yeah. starting in ciphers over there uh, and it just kind of worked out. So back when we were dancing, it was really kind of the rave scene, um, which. 
That's true. That's it's, true. It wasn't really exclusive to Wichita because even when you go talk to you know some of the older heads, uh, especially within the region, they're they're going to tell you, yeah, we used to go to raves to dance a lot. That that's where you would find a lot of uh, a lot of the battles. I remember something over at the Indian Center. Uh, it was a rave, uh, but they used to call them breakoffs, kind of breakouts. Right. Right. Uh, Kool Aid. <coughs> Uh, was, DJ Kool Aid. Uh, yeah, he was he was spinning there, uh, and he actually dropped uh, "Step Into a World" uh, okay. right after it was released. So you didn't. I mean, you always kind of knew about hip hop, uh, but you, for myself, I never really knew exactly what I was going on. Like I knew it involved hip hop. I knew it involved rap. I didn't know a whole lot about graffiti outside of I had seen it. I didn't know much about DJs other than people that played music. Mm. Um, so it wasn't in, again until I started to get more involved with it is kind of where I seen it um, as kind of like a puzzle piece into, you know, this bigger culture, kind of into this biggest thing, which was one of the big reasons that really kind of drew me in uh, to the point where I am now. So, so you talked about I, it, you brought up an interesting point with the rave scene, because I don't think people really realize, A, how big it used to be, <laughs> Very. like in the late 90s, 98, 99, early 2000s. Yep. And how much the b-boy scene um, and some of the hip-hop scene really used to kind of meld in that. What were some of the, like, raves you remember? I remember the, uh, of course, there were armories. What was the one the um, over on Murdoch? And it's right across from the, uh, the tag Mer- office. American Legion. The American Legion yeah. parties. I, that's where we really made our bones. Yes. The Asian parties. Yes. The Asian parties, yeah. which are now a lot of them are, um, oh, Frankie yeah. Trent, DJ Frank, Smooth oh, T, yeah. Tian Wen, all yeah. them guys. Yeah, yeah. All, yeah, all of them used to, and, and Bad News Clothing, the people do Bad News Clothing. Yeah. Like some of the pictures I have, you can see them all in the background, and they're like, oh, wow, yeah, okay. That was like, oh, man, 15 years ago. But where were some of the other raves that you kind of remember? You know, those were the big ones um, over at the Armory, um, over at the the uh, Legion Post by the TAC office. Um, they used to do, uh, quote, unquote, breakouts over at the uh, Bingo Casino. Um, out southeast, uh, I think somebody rented that out. Um, where I first actually was introduced—well, I shouldn't say introduced, but we were in the same spot at the same time and seeing who each other were was uh, when I met uh, DJ Corbin uh, when him and his crew were doing one um, over by Cortez Restaurant yeah. up on the north end because uh, that actually went with uh, Berserk uh, Michael. Wow, uh, I think his brothers were there. Uh, Chris, John, John, and Barry, yeah. Uh, and and that was when uh, Supreme Unaltered was really taken off because we were uh-huh. actually at a frat party over at the Sigap House, and we we're like, yeah, let's go over here and take this money real quick because we knew we were just going to battle each other. Uh, so you know, we had this pact where we were just going to divvy up the money. So that was uh, that was kind of after the rave scene. That was more yeah, that was like two thousand three ish and all that, yeah. So break it down for so you mentioned Supreme Unalter. We're yeah. about to get in some history real quick. Tell them who Supreme Unalter was because we're gonna make some we're gonna make some ties <laughs> on this podcast episode. Go ahead and tell them who Supreme Unalter was. Supreme Unaltered, uh, first and foremost was uh, Main One and Roxwell, uh, who were MCs. Uh, they had DJs, which were Smallhead and Devastate. Hmm. Uh, uh, we had the bassist Sable, uh, who yep. played bass for all the records. Uh, then it also was myself and Caution, who were the, uh, don't really want to say backup dancers, uh, but it was definitely more of a, a a crew, kind of a hip-hop crew as compared to 
you know, we're just a rap group. So uh, a couple of the songs were made specifically for us. And during various performances, we'd go out there and break and uh, things like that. And so, Pat, you mentioned Maine One, a.k.a. Jermaine, yeah. which is the same Jermaine that I started to break dance with, that we saw you at the very first battle of the Benny Nations. And Roxwell, a.k.a. Stealth Boogie, who yeah. was uh, an initial member of uh, IWC Infinite Rec Crew. Infinite Rec yeah. Crew. We'll, we'll, get into, <laughs> we'll get into all that. See, you're, yeah. you're dropping names. And also, how you talked about racing, did you go to any of those parties at Borderline Skate? Um, over on um, hydraulic, like we used to, we really made our bones battling at a lot of the borderline raves. I think I went to maybe one or two. Um, and yo, you remember they used to go late because people didn't really know about raves. So I remember them going till three, four, damn near five in the morning. The one specifically that I remember was uh, caution. His uh, his stepdad. Had uh, I think he got his taxes back. So anyways, <laughs> he went and took a bunch of us out to uh, to go shopping. Uh, so we went up to like finish line or something up to the mall. We'd all bought Kangos. Right. We all bought Adidas suits, shell toes. Thought we were the flyest <laughs> on the block. And then we went and hit up one of those. And then we completely bit one of Style Elements' routine during a battle. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's the one I, that I can remember the most. Now, when did breakdancing really become a passion? Because I think... Um, for people who have never done it, like any time you're kind of in it, like even b-boying, MC and DJing, there's a time that you're into it, and there's a time that you're like, okay, like you're damn near training. Like when you, when were you like, okay, I'm I'm <clears throat> getting some of the basics down. Now is it's time the, to go. I mean, honestly, the bug really caught me in '99, um, 2000. Specifically, was after seeing you guys uh, on video at Culture Shock, which Culture Shock yeah, is that was um, Culture Shock two thousand. That was yeah. Go and tell me what yeah, Culture Shock. Cul- is. Uh, Culture Shock was a. Uh, it's actually a fairly large event uh, based out of Oklahoma City with um, uh, the Free Joe family mm-hmm. uh, is the one that uh, hosted that. Uh, Keith the MC, uh, Brian. Uh, 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 Jay Scratch, when you hear this, I know you're going to be laughing. Uh, <laughs> was that the year that Jermaine won the MC battle? With Fight Dog, man. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. Damn sure was. Yep, yep. Damn sure was. Fife was the judge. Yep. Fife Dog of a tribe called Quest was judging an MC battle in Oklahoma City. And we went down there to B-Boy and Jermaine, a.k.a. Main One from Wichita, Kansas, won the battle. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I believe I still got that on videotape uh, somewhere. I have it I know I got myself. pictures somewhere, no. but I damn sure got the videotape. Man, I <laughs> forgot about that. But, you know, I, I, I saw the video of you guys because uh, Chris Caution um, had showed me it because, you know, again, I was I was into some stuff, uh, you know, finally got my head right and uh, uh, hooked back up with Chris. And he was just like, man, we got to show you this. And I, I watched the battle. You guys battling Sour Patch, um, which. <laughs> yeah, we got waxed. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, uh, and then for those uh, that, that don't know, I mean, Sour Patch at this point in time, they hadn't even hit their prime, but they were just this abstract, just just dope crew. And uh, seeing Jen on video for the first time, Jive Turkeys yeah. um, from Dallas. Uh, but just seeing you guys battle and, and, you know, seeing these guys who, you know, even though we were all older, 18, 19, 20, I mean, essentially had kind of, you know, grown up together because uh, I think little Tony from Floor Masters uh, battled with you guys and seeing yeah, him go out there was yeah, like, he did. I mean, th- this was dope. So I was like, you know what? 
I feel like I could be a part of something. So let's get this down. So that really hit the bug there. And then um, what just kind of set it off next level for me was uh, we went to Sacramento. Uh, me, Caution, and uh, Church Rock, William Warren. Uh, we call him Christ Rock. Uh, you know, uh, much respect. Um, we hooked up with Flexible Flav, uh, who is a crew out of Sacramento. Uh, some of you might know their former members, uh, such as uh, B-Boy Machine, uh, who's done a lot of TV work. He's been in movies, you know, like, uh, uh, what is it, You Got Served To? Uh, yeah. He was in one of the crews with uh, K-Mel, which is, uh, I mean, we could talk about all that all day. K-Mel, K- K- like, there's a crew called Boogie Bass out of Toronto. K-Mel, Migas, like, those were, like, my heroes. I studied many a <laughs> yeah, videotape of K-Mel. And Migas. So going to Sacramento, like when you guys really went out there and saw the level and, and, and how much they put in out there, that's when it really hit you. You know, uh, it was dope. Uh, they had the um, uh, Sacramento Zulu Nation up there. So they were they were up there, you know, uh, banging on the drums while we were breaking to the, you know, to the DJ's beat. Um, again, the aforementioned uh, Cujo, who's been in many videos, who's right. he was very, very famous. You know, he was there. Um, we'd already met him before, but, uh, you know, seeing him kind of there in his element, uh, really dope battle over there. Uh, out of, it was, I think, like 30-some-odd crews, uh, we were actually chosen in the top 16. Nice. Uh, and it was like, yo. So uh, we got back into town. Um I'm kind of a large dude by nature, uh, so really slim down, hit the gym. I, I think we were practicing up at Evergreen like at least two or three times a week. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Then, we, we used to be up at Evergreen a lot. And I, th- I think your uncle uh, owned the club down south, and we were even going up there <laughs> afterwards to continue dancing. So, I mean, we yeah. would go from Evergreen from like, what, you know, seven to nine yeah. and then we'd head down to the club and then continue breaking until like three four o'clock in the morning yeah so our average day for us yeah so we'd get to we get to evergreen seven seven thirty we break there till nine maybe ten larry larry dennis the the director of, of the of the restaurant at the time maybe stay over depend how long the volleyball and basketball right. run and then uh yeah so my uncle actually owned a club called blondies at 47th and k15 and we would go down there, and we would practice because I had a key to it till yeah till two three in the morning, and uh, yeah we we put we put in some sweat on that one, and that's around the same time um, we really started traveling going to Iowa yeah when we won that competition going to Iowa we have some fun times man we had some fun times doing all that stuff um, you talked about some of the crews mm-hmm. um, go ahead and tell them like some of the crews that you kind of watched in Wichita I mean of course. I had a crew as Infinite Wrecking Crew. It, it didn't really seem like there was a, a whole lot. Like, we all kind of knew each other. The Floor Masters right. was Tony. It was Augie. Tony, Augie. Alex. Uh, Alex. Was part uh, of them. Vinny and uh, Victor. Yeah. Uh, Victor Delgado. And what's uh, interesting, floor, floor Masters were very, they were all Latino. Yeah. And they really used to be on the north side. They practiced at Evergreen with us. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, um, and they were all a little bit younger, too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, because I think, um, I don't know if you were there, uh, but I know definitely me, Chris, and uh, some other heads were over at, uh, you know, the Cowboy when they were open, when they <laughs> do the tea night. Uh, oh and that's God, actually the, the first time I've ever seen them uh, because I don't think their mom would let them come to uh, come to the raves. Uh, right. So I remember then seeing them at the tea night, and we were, we were battling. Um, 
those were those were the main crews. Uh, were definitely NWS Methods of Style, uh, Floor Masters, um, Infinite Wreck. It was always kind of weird back in those scenes because you could, whenever you'd walk in, everybody would be on their own side. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you had your, I don't even know what the Asian crews were called, but I mean, it would just be like all the Asians on one side. You had the Floyd Masters on one side and they were always friends. And then you'd look over on this side and it would be Infinite Wreck, which was, you know, largely black. Um, and then Methods of Style, which were, you know, uh, you know, white, Hispanic and uh, uh, obviously black as well. So uh, which was you know, when you're in the heat of the moment, I mean, you're not even thinking about that. You're just like, yo, let's go, let's just catch track. So. <laughs> <laughs> For the average person who has never entered a B-boy circle, <clears throat> tell them what it's like to enter a battle. Like, and, and not even necessarily competition. Like, so when you're going to some of these raids, when you're going to some of these parties in Wichita and you see some of the other crews and they're dancing and then you go out, for the average person who's never done anything like that, tell them what, like, what's going through your head? What's going through your mind? Well, what's it like? You know, my philosophy on dance, well, and I mean, most people don't even tell you about b-boying. It's, it's, putting your, it's putting your soul out there. You know, essentially you're taking the music and putting a, uh, putting some level of physicality onto it. So you're, you're taking... A feeling and putting it outwardly. So, I mean, for me, it always felt like, you know, I mean, help, just imagine being at the middle of Charles Koch Arena during the middle of a shocker game, right. and you know, everybody's picturing you naked or something. I mean, it, it's nerve wracking. Uh, but then at the same time, when you go through and you know uh, everything that you practice, when you go out there and you hit that beat and you're listening to the music, and then and then you just hit a freeze on somebody, and then you got the whole place just yelling or doing an uh chant. I mean, it's <laughs> it, it's tribal. It's it's oh my gosh, um, it, it, it's a rush. You know, it's it's definitely a rush. What were some of your favorite battles that you saw happen happen in the town? Like, who were some of the people that you saw battle, and some of the memories that you remember? You know, um, that many nations one was a great. That's yeah. that's one of my top ones. That, that's um, one of my top ones. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, one that we I later found out wasn't a battle to the other person uh, was when Chris battled Glide uh, at one of the raves. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which you had already met. You met Glide before. Yeah. That was my first time ever seeing. So him. Glide was a was a guy who was actually in the military. Yep. He was from Fort Wayne, Fort Indiana, Wayne, Indiana, with a crew called Jenneri Imperials, and there was a, a, a b boy form, you know, early early forms and everything. And he was in the military at uh, at a. Fort Leavenworth. Yeah. And so he used to come down. And I first met him in Kansas City. Uh, his, I, I, that, that's yeah. the very first time I met him. His uh, met ex-wife Pringles is yeah. from Kansas City. Yeah. So. That's right. That's right. So he used to come down and uh, session with a lot of us. And yeah, I, re- yeah. I, I remember that battle. Yeah. Him and I remember watching him and Chris going at it, which when I talked to him years later uh, through like bboy.com and places like that, now like Facebook, um, he was like, I wasn't battling him. <laughs> um, but I mean, it comes from the you know the competition of of b boying and just kind of like you know getting lost in the sauce uh, because I mean if if you don't know um, you know uh, I consider my brother if you don't know caution uh, Chris Autry 
uh, that man is dope. <laughs> I mean, he was. Chris has some of the Ross talent I've ever seen. Like he didn't. Th- th- here, here's a guy who didn't really have to practice and could do like gymnastics level things, yeah. just like trying once or twice. He, yeah, he was uh, and strong. Natural would be. You know, to call him a natural would, it would still be disrespectful. I mean, yeah. they, I mean, the man was good. So he will go out there and do his thing. Uh, then Glide will go out there and do his thing. And it was like this back and forth. But it, I guess it was never officially a battle. So, you know, watching that was just kind of like, wow, because he was the first person I had seen from outside of Wichita get down. And, uh, uh, you know, Glide is, is still doing his thing. Uh, he goes by Coda now. Hmm. Uh, he's uh, uh, Well, I still don't know the full situation, but I do believe he's still uh, kind of a high-ranking uh, member of the uh, Zulu Nation. Uh, I know he's like the Midwest director, or, or was. Oh, wow. uh, again, with everything going on, I don't know quite for sure. But um, that was dope to see in person. Uh, probably the battle that gets talked about the most uh, that I was present at, uh, which is one that you were involved in. <laughs> um, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, and I actually found this wow. tape. I uh, don't have this battle on tape, but I've got the event, some of it. Uh, it was the same weekend, same night that Brickheads battled Jive Turkeys. Right. You, Chris, I think Bam from Lawrence. Okay, so it was a three on three. Three on three. Yeah. Versus. Um, uh, was it but, Flo uh, from Jive no, Turkeys? No, was, he was, was there. They won it. Right. But it was against uh, it was against uh, Jay and the Oklahoma City kids okay. because there yeah. was all that back and forth. Was it Devour on. one of them? Or was uh, he I think not Devour there? did battle with them, uh, but it was definitely uh, Jay uh, or Revive is what right. he goes by now. And um, the thing that gets me is uh, Jay is dope. Jay is, ex- I, I mean, uh, when you think of a kid from the Midwest, uh, a short little redhead kid, you think, man, you ain't got no flavor. No, they, I mean, that kid could bust. Yeah. Um, but I remember Chris being Chris, Doing footwork and just just killing it, just looking at him the whole time, just you know running his <laughs> mouth. And then the first time I'd ever really seen a, a, a rollback freeze, which is you know basically you roll back up onto one arm. You'd have to see it. He stuck it in his face, yeah. stuck it in Jay's face, and everybody. I mean, it didn't matter. All the Chicago heads, all the Texas heads, just ran out there, and we still talk about that to this day. Uh, whenever we go to Kansas City, I, that was that, that was probably uh, a big moment from there. Man, I forgot about that. <laughs> Tell the people about Antarctica. What what was Antarctica? Um, I'm trying to think. What other name did it go by? I forgot the name. Uh, I'm going to have to. I, I got one of the flyers. Antarctica was at 21st and Amadon. Yeah, right there in Twin Lakes. The old Twin Lakes Theater. Um, It was on the... And it was formerly the Metropolis. I'm gonna have some yeah. people come in and and break down what the Metropolis was. Still to this day, my favorite hip hop club yeah. in the city. But that's 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 for another podcast. <laughs> I, it was really infamous because uh, you always heard stories about you know people getting in that you know maybe shouldn't have been in and things like right. that. But uh, I remember I think you threw a battle, um, which was we used to do weekly ones. Yeah, um, and we had we had some video of it uh, that I actually got from the floor masters. They let me borrow it. Wow. But um, I don't think I don't think I was there at the time, or maybe I might have. But there was all of us, uh, the floor masters, and there was a crew of like little little kids, yeah, uh, like six or seven little kids. Yeah. Uh, but that was definitely a spot that just kind of opened up. That was like 
very welcoming of what we were doing. Um, and granted, you know, at that time they were like, yeah, let's get, you know, kids off the street and so forth. So. One of my favorite memories about Antarctica was there's a kid named Georgie. I, I don't even know if I should say this. There's a kid named Georgie, and we always just call him Little George, and he was ill. Uh, okay. I, I mean, yeah. he, he, was, he was a very good break dancer. His older brother owned the club. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so he used to throw breakdance battles during the day, and then he used to throw, like, raves, and you could rent it out for a night, and then it was, like, 18 or, or 21 to get in. Well, like, a year after owning it, that's the club that they found, like, a headless body downstairs. And he, I'm like, he's still serving, like, 30 years, but, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, that's another we, story we for another to day, too. <laughs> but what's really neat about it was, A, it was someplace we could go. That was mm. probably one of the heights of like the, one of the b-boy things kind of the yeah. of that era because it was a someplace we could go b i used to dj there yeah. so we never had to worry about music we would have battles either every week every other week there were raves there that we could go to and a lot of the graffiti writers yeah. did graffiti in there so yeah. cast yeah. um mikey yeah. Um, maybe Pleaso, I think, may have did some. Darrow yeah. did some stuff yeah. in there. Sub-lawyer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, uh, they all, and it, it was like carte blanche. They right. they just gave them a whole bunch of paint, and they painted all well, over. And I, I definitely think it was Pleaso uh, who would have been there because, um, again, how we all yeah. kind of tie together. And by the way, they all used to be boy too. Yes. They yeah. all used to be boy yeah. too. Yeah. Well, and uh, Pleaso went to school with Austin yeah. over at uh, Northeast. Northeast. And that's, yeah. that's actually how I met him uh, was through you guys. Yeah. So uh, he does amazing work over there at Symbolic, so. Man, <laughs> Antarctica, and and uh, the place downtown uh, that you used to help out with—that's now an immigration center. Um, it, it was a teen center. T- I think it was teen to, uh, club eclipse. Club eclipse. Yeah. Holy crap! <laughs> this, see, this, this, that's a name I haven't thought of in ten years. So it's where the roundabout is now. Yeah. In Delano, yeah, and it was a teen center, and they did graffiti, and it was called Club Eclipse. And we used to go in there and break dance and give lessons. Yeah. And Club Eclipse is also where we threw the B-Boy battle. Yeah, yeah. That, was what, like, that was like the one infinite wreck like battle. And we had like sponsorships from like um, freestyle session, freestyle and, session and tribal <laughs> gear. Um, man, we thought we were big. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I still got some pictures. Man, I'm going to have to unearth some of the pictures <laughs> around there. But yeah, and, and I still got the flyers from all that man. too. Like, we, we really worked on all that one, man. I definitely try to do what I can um, on the flyers, but, man, it just it just never happened. I uh, still got some old footage. Um, uh, matter of fact, my first out-of-town trip was with uh, you, Jermaine, and uh, Austin uh, and Chris. We went to uh, Soul Style Anniversary yeah. uh, at Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, which was really, really dope. Uh, uh, first time ever li- actually listening to DJP, and this is right before DJP and Z Trip uh, une- Uneasy Listening came out. Did you go with us to Lawrence when Z Trip was? Um, I Because we used to go, th- th- there were two or three <laughs> places where th- there weren't a lot of shows coming to Wichita, right? So there were two or three places that we as B Boys used to go to kind of battle. Tulsa was one of them. Yeah. And and we kind of hit up Tulsa a lot in maybe about a year and a half's time. Yeah. And Kansas City and Lawrence was like our mecca. Yeah. Like we used to really go up there because there was a lot of parties. The KRS-One show. Yeah. Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Now yeah. this is 
15 years ago. Um, Who else? Uh, uh, DJP, Z-Trip. Yeah, anything hip-hop related. Mac Lethal shows. Like before he got signed yeah. to Rhyme Sayers, yeah, before yeah. he got big, yeah. All right, him ciphering with uh, Wu Tang with uh, with Jermaine right there, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, mm. um, yeah. DJP and uh, Z Trip, I think that was one of their only shows that they did together. I, I believe I could be mistaken, but I know yeah. it was one of their last. It was at uh, the pool room, pool room. room. yep, on mm-hmm. uh, Iowa. Yeah. Um, I got footage of that actually uh, sitting at the house, so. Do you? Yeah, You're, right. man, I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to give you a VCR so I can get a double that. That's <laughs> that's like legendary status. Yeah. The fact that you even got footage of that, like I'm, <laughs> I'm like, and, uh, and um, uh, again, um, Wichita's the biggest little town in the world. Um, also attending that party was uh, DJ Carbon and uh, a man by the name of Aaron Wirtz, who most of you guys know as uh, the Supercar. Are you guy. serious? He was there Swear on everything. Yeah, Aaron, yeah, you were together. there. <laughs> See that's amazing. Uh, I believe Tuga was there too. Uh, or, or, or was it, or I, Tuga, Tuga probably was yeah. uh, back in those days. Uh, Tuga came around quite a bit. Um, uh, I think this is before he was known as Tuga when everybody still called him Ahmed. Um, uh, but yeah, he he used to be around quite a bit. So now you mentioned DJ Carbon. Yes. Um, how did you hook up with Carbon? T- tell the backstory to Ferrigno Fresh because <laughs> probably uh, about. This is what, maybe 2002, 2003? Yeah. Um, and then you started kind of moving into Ferrigno Fresh. Right. Uh, well, first and foremost, Ferrigno Fresh uh, started out as um, kind of like an internet tech taxi type thing. <laughs> you know, uh, back in the early days of the internet, everybody wanted an uh, online battle. Uh, I never partook in such shenanigans. Um, however, you know, uh, I used to post up pictures of some of the things that were going on in town and uh, on the travels. Um, so the guy's like, hey, you want to rap? And yeah, sure, whatever. Um, I hooked up with DJ Carmen uh, because I was actually doing a jam and I needed a DJ. And obviously, uh, I was part of Supreme Unaltered. And was this one at Evergreen? Because I was going to yes. talk about that also. Okay, yeah. so we'll talk about the jam later. Okay. But go ahead and just so you're. Uh, well, I already had the DJs because of uh, Devastating Smallhead, right. who were who were dope. And I was like, man, I you know I just really like another one just just because. Well. Um, uh, we got hooked up. Um, it was like, hey, you know, go talk to this guy. And it was like, oh, he's the guy that does the raves. You know, I don't, I don't want no uns, 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 you know. He's like, no, just go talk to him. So Chris and I went over to his house, and we just started going through records. And we spent four or five hours just <laughs> in his bedroom playing break after break after break. And we were like, you know, we're soulmates. You know what I mean? And it, it was just like. Oh, here, you got to listen to this, you know. And, I mean, he was throwing breaks that we would hear on, you know, Charlie Rock CDs, uh, right. you know, coming out of California. And it was like, oh, my God. So we we did the jam, and we just kind of linked up from there. Uh, so there were MC battles at uh, – well – I was about to say, were you there for when DJ Carbon was MC Carbon? Were you there at the Indigo rap battle? They actually did rap battles at Indigo and had weekly – uh, or was it all in one night? I thought they had kind of like there was three of them preliminaries. Um, yeah, there were yeah. they were uh, a rap were battle indigo. Yeah, there were tournaments. Um, again, I uh, with one of the parties that I went to before was actually put on by Jungle Recon, which was Crave One, uh, <laughs> Gaia, CJ, and uh, uh, MC Carbon at the time because back yeah. then he really didn't DJ. So he came out to one of the battles and. 
he battled Jermaine, main one, and the illest line was, uh, I'm going to rip your heart out like you're Kano. We laugh about this all the time. So he said, he told he told Jermaine he was going to rip his heart out like he was Kano. Dope uh, Mortal Kombat uh, reference. Jermaine flipped it on him and told him if, you know, hey, if you're Kano, I'm Luke Kang. And just, it was it was one of those just I'm going to fall on the floor moments. I mean, just, just, mur- just murdered him. Uh, so anyways... Uh, uh, we had the, one of my boys had introduced me to him and we got to talk in. So uh, we did the battle and it worked out. And then eventually he was doing MC battles over at uh, Harry and Ollie's, um, which is stories within itself. And I remember walking in one in one time and he's playing uh, he's playing the Mexican, uh, which is a B-boy anthem uh, by Babe Ruth. Uh, and I walked in the door and it was just like. We're, we're here, you know. Uh, so it just kind of went off from there. He started doing uh, weekly DJing uh, residencies over at the Old Fens, uh, which is on the right. corner of um, uh, wherever it is now. It's but like uh, First, and it's a Rock Island or Mead. It's it's one of those. I think it was Rock Island. Yeah. Um, but he started doing the, it up the there. The two-level one. Right. Yeah. So we would, um, we just started hanging out. And, uh, you know, again, even, even before with the Methods of Style, I was like, you know, I've, I've never really had, like, a crew. So he was really big into hip-hop the same way I was really big into hip-hop. And it wasn't just a, oh, I'm only following, like, this part of, you know, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm not just about, like, MCs or I'm just not about DJs. It was, man, I lo- you know, I love digging. I, lo- I, love, I love rap music. I love graffiti art. Uh, because actually, uh, believe it or not, uh, Carbon actually can uh, write a little bit. Um, really? Yes. Uh, and then, you know, obviously he knew about uh, uh, breaking and things like that. And back when we were first getting together, it was kind of a big divide when it came to rap music, you know, as far as like underground or mainstream. Uh, and we liked a lot of the same artists, you know, such like, you know, Atmosphere, MF Doom, you know, right. a lot of those guys. Uh, so, I mean, we just really clicked. And uh, here we are, what, 15, <laughs> 15 80, you know, 16 years later. Now, you had mentioned the battle that you did at Evergreen Rec- Recreation Center, which probably to this day is probably one of the biggest, like kind of in our generation, mm-hmm. one of the biggest and best B-boy kind of jams um, that I've seen. And that was 06, 07. Because uh, I, I remember I worked for 107.9 Jams. That's the only yeah. reason I kind of remember the time frame. Yeah. They, I, I think it would have been earlier. Um, well, no, maybe not. Um, you did two. I did two of them. Uh, one the first one was around on YouTube. 2001 no, or it 2002? Been, this would have been after Bug and Out was created. So definitely 2004-ish okay. maybe. Okay. Because um, I remember that's the one. The first one you did was the one I dislocated my pinky toe. <laughs> Cause, cause I think I was doing a battle and I <laughs> fell real hard, and then I found out I dislocated my pinky toe because I couldn't walk the rest the rest of the day. I've broken many of toes dancing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ain't fun. No. But the second one, I mean, it was a really good time. What was the second one called? Because that's a, the one with Devastate and Carbon. Well, the second one we did uh, was actually more of a smaller type deal. It was more local than anything. Uh, we called it uh, Breaking the Boredom. I think this okay. was two thousand six, two thousand seven. Because um, I remember uh, uh, Mac Payne uh, actually came out and covered it. Right. Um, and then I know you came out. 
um, because I, there was my there was the whole thing was like, oh, okay, we're going to cover it exclusively. Um, and then you guys came out uh, with the uh, the 107.5 van or the yeah, 107.9 van. van yeah. So I was like, how is this going to I mean, it was, it was a B-Boy van. I wasn't going to miss this, man. <laughs> I had to come. Right, right. So, um, and I remember... Uh, Actually, I remember Mac Payne getting on to some girls because uh, they came in. They were like, you know, we can't dance. We can't do nothing. And it was like, well, you know, this isn't no Southern snap. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is hip hop, you know. Um, but, the fir- uh, but the first one, we had uh, Supreme Unaltered perform. Uh, we had uh, Devastate, uh, Smallhead, and Carbon um, uh, DJ. We had B-Boys from Japan. Lawrence, Kansas City, Dallas, Oklahoma City, Tulsa. Um, I'm trying to think of where else. I, we, we had a great turnout. Uh, Kale was in town uh, during Kale. that time, and he battled. Kale um, Stock. Yeah. He, he, was, he, was a, uh, he, he was at McConnell Air Force Base, a good friend of ours, Kale Stock. He became a good friend. Yeah, we used yeah. to go pick him up from the base and take him out to Evergreen. We used to drive all the way out. The Pontian Rock, and then drive all the way to 25th in Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ever think about doing any events anytime? Um, like, or is it just one of those things where, you know, I I was actually asked about it. Um, about I was actually asked about it from a friend uh, about possibly doing something at the Riverfest. Mm. Um, you know, Adam, or if anybody, you know, you guys are hearing this. I mean, you, you may or may not know. I don't know, but I had, had a guy ask me. He was like, "Hey, we might be able to talk to them." Um, and for the most part, I shut it down. Um, as much as I would love to, and I want to see, I want to see that. I want to see that scene grow uh, because I mean, it's 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 great. Uh, I mean, it's something I love and I'm passionate about. But I was like, eh, because it relies too much on what ifs. Yeah, You know, you got to, you know, what if the Texas guys can't make it or what if, you know, these guys can't make it. So um, but actually there's uh, a few uh, younger cats that are in town that are wanting to do something. And, you know, I already told him he has my full support. I'll help him any way that I can. Um, uh, I mean, it might seem, you know, kind of wrong or whatever, but, you know, definitely let him kind of take that on and take that risk. Um, But like I said, I'll do anything that I can to support that. So hopefully it goes on. You mentioned some of the younger cats. Where do you see um, B-Boy and going and breakdancing within the hip hop culture (laughs) in the city for the future? Because I know it really used to be prevalent. And then around the mid 2000s, we were all getting older. I don't think there was that many people coming up and carrying a torch. And now I'm starting to see... You know, it all it takes is about three or four like dedicated people. Right. right. And once people see them doing it, then other people want to do it. It is literally one of those like, oh, man, we're doing it. Oh, man, I got to do what they're doing. Right. right. So where do you see that? And also within the hip hop culture of Wichita right now. You know, um, as far as B-Boy in Wichita, um, you know, uh, uh, this new cat, Lewis. uh, Right. That's hit me up. Uh, I mean, the kid is dope. you know, I'm kind of hard-headed, and I'm like, oh, whatever. No, I mean, the kid the kid has skills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like anybody, I mean, could definitely use some practice. Uh, but he goes out, he represents, he hits jams. Uh, so he's definitely doing the right things. Uh, and he's trying to unify as many people as he can, you know, reaching out to old heads. Uh, yeah. I hate saying the term, old heads, but, you know. Uh, but, we <laughs> but we are. But we are. Right, right. You know? Um, so, I mean, as long as, I mean, like you said, you can get three or four cats, you know, to just kind of get in there uh, and go. Um, 
there's always going to be, I think, around three or four cats. It's never going to be quite like it is in Kansas City where you had, I consider as part of the Kansas City scene, but, you know, you had heads like us uh, and the rest of bugging out. Um, so now you got new heads such as Boogie Monsters uh, who are extremely dope. Uh, and then you have new cats coming up with them all the time. And they do a lot of networking as well. Uh, and I don't even really want to call it networking, but they do a lot of traveling, uh, uh, whether it's just hitting up practice sessions and things like that. Uh, Wichita hip hop wise, um, it's probably more negative than anything. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I think Wichita hip hop is probably more concerned with rap and stuff in that nature as yeah. compared to, you know, the culture as a whole, which, you know, good, bad and different. I mean, it's whatever. Um, I had a wise man once tell me uh, back when we were trying to do our thing, you know, the scene is wherever we're at, um, right. you know, uh, Royce, that was actually you who said that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sounds you know, like, oh, yeah. man, we don't need that, man. It's right here. Right. Like, right. yo, so, let's do it. You know, I mean, I don't care whether it's a, you know, a street corner, um, whether it's at a at a show, you know, uh, whether, you know, A-square doing a show. Hey, I'm going to show up and bust if, if the feeling's right. You know what I mean? Um, it, 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 it would be dope to kind of have kind of something centralized, you know, yeah. like you mentioned in an op-ed over on the uh, Mamarazzi magazine, yeah. you know, like we're not Kansas City, we're not Dallas, you know, things like that. And I think, I'm, I'm not going to speak for you, but I know for me, I I spent a lot of energy trying to make things like that when it just wasn't going to happen. Um, but it, I would love to see something like Break Free in Houston yeah. or, or um, uh, the B-Boy spot in Orlando, which is more of a, this is hip hop. You know, you rap, rappers come in, DJs come in, producers come in, graph heads come in, uh, or even um, uh, what's that spot in Denver? Um, uh, it was a rec center, but it was strictly okay. for hip hop. Right. Uh, you go in, they had, you know, two rooms where you can bust. They had studio equipment, so you can come in and learn how to record. Mm. Uh, they had free walls that you can write on. They even had decks set up to where you can learn how to DJ, you know? That's and actually an amazing idea. It's... That really is. I don't see it working right now, but with the way hip hop has come up in Wichita from 10 years ago, right. let alone 98, 99, you know, it could happen. So I definitely lo would love to see something like that. What are some of your um, favorite hip hop moments? Like just things you remember, like, and it can be battles, it can be <laughs> shows, it can be practices. Just like, what are some of the times when you're just like, holy crap, like this is. Man, this is what um, it's about. I remember going to see Black Sheep and Jungle Brothers uh, live in Dallas. Mm. Um, it was me, Caution, and Carbon. So we made the trip five hours, six hours, all the way to Dallas. And if you've never stayed in a room full of b-boys, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, it, we're nuts. <laughs> so anyways, we, we go to this, but we go, it was actually a battle and a concert at the same time. So anyways, we're, we're at this concert and black sheep are performing. We're not standing in front, you know, watching the show. We're dancers. We're, we're there to dance. You know, we're still enjoying the show, but we're, we're, we're still there. They're performing the choice is yours, which is obviously a nineties hip hop anthem. Right. As soon as the breakdown comes in, Engine, engine <laughs> number, number nine. nine. You see everybody break it down from the floor all the way up, right up until the 
back on the scene. <laughs> Everybody just erupts, and I'm talking ciphers are out of control. You kind of, I mean, just talking about it, I'm starting to get goosebumps. Uh, that was that was memorable. Um, you know, uh, having some of the heads that we kind of looked up to in like videos and stuff like that, kind of reach out and just be like, hey, you know, uh, I mean, guys like Cujo. Um, uh, still a friend to this day. You know what I'm saying? Met him only a couple times. Kids like, you know, Glide, Coda, uh, uh, you know, friends for a lifetime. That really means a lot to me because I consider one of my best friends to be Alfredo. Um, I'm not even going to call him my best friend. I call him my brother, you know. Yeah. Uh, him and Chris are probably two of my closest guys, and I met them through hip-hop. Uh, and that's really what, it, what it's about when you kind of step back and you kind of look at the culture as a whole. It's, it's a lot more than... You know, hey, I'm making an album or, hey, we're doing this. I mean, it's, it's about meeting people and, you know, creating those relationships. And that was really meaningful. You still bust? You still practicing? Are we going to get to see B-Boy Pattern on a, on a dance floor anytime soon? Um, hopefully. Uh, um, you know, kind of out of out of it a little bit, only because of, you know, family and um, uh, school requirements. But I finally graduated school. Um, and, you know, some of these younger kids are kind of pushing me. So I'm just like, okay. So it's, um, it's definitely hard. Every now and then I'll try to bust every now and then. If you're not training, it is hard to just do it just on the spot. <laughs> if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, so. yeah, uh, it is hard. But, hey, watching, uh, you know, Crazy Legs versus uh, Storm uh, that just took place, what, a week, two weeks ago mm. uh, is motivating. You know, as you know, we're looking at, you know, 50 year old guys that are. Honestly, you're going to take on some of these young guys. I don't care what anybody says. And so it's motivating to get out there. So I, I, try, to, I try to get out there and do some top rock, you know, do some, uh, do some uh, uh, steps like that, you know, just kind of really boogie with the music. Um, uh, I don't get a chance to really go out to clubs or anything like that anymore. And even when I do, it's always kind of weird. Uh, so I try to stay away from dancing on that. But uh, I try to get in when I can. Nice. Well, <laughs> hey, man, we appreciate you coming through. I've had a blast, man. You've said so many things that even I forgot about that I'm just like kind of tripping off of now. And I've got to see some of the footage, man, that you got. You you got some gems, man. B-Boy Pattern, a.k.a. Patrick Shippo. I was trying to remember your last name. We appreciate you coming through, man. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. There you have it, folks. I told you, man, um, some great stories. So much, so many thanks to uh, to B-Boy Pattern, a.k.a. Patrick Shippo for coming in and um, telling the stories, man. We, we got some some great people lined up. I got some DJs on the way that I'm going to be doing um, some episodes with. Looking to get animosity in here. Um, kind of excited about that one. Um, but just a whole host of people that I can't wait to get in here. Once again, um, at ICT underscore 360 on Twitter. You can go like our Facebook page, ICT360. Of course, go like us on iTunes, SoundCloud. And uh, thank you so much for the support. We'll catch you on the next episode.